Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Bird Brothers Podcast. As usual, I am one of your hosts, the serious, never-nonsensical one, Falcon, full of calamity and hate in my heart. And I'm joined today by the pal, the bro, the meme one of all memes, Mr. Condor. How are you doing today, Mr. Condor? Fear not, everybody. It is I, Condor Shishigami. The oh, no. hero of love and justice is here to talk about anime and everything that is good. <laughs> I was debating if I should just do like a regular intro or the, the meme intro because that's my name. So you just decided to, to to do Bang? Well, yeah. Well, I really like his character, so I. I mean, he was not. when I played the first game. He was the one I liked playing as the most. So, I mean, I can't really fault you there. Solid choice. Solid choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's very important to the game as well. But well, that that's not important to the how is ever how are we all doing today? You know, here we go. It's the boy Condor with the boy Falcon. Here we are. We're talking about anime once again you know why you're here you know why we're here that's right how's everyone we got no life so we just talk about anime if you're doing good leave a like don't forget to smash that like button and stuff that's right we're youtubers now and if you're watching on the youtube in the year 4000 you can also subscribe Yes, maybe. You'll probably be dead by then. Unless they change the name. I feel like by the name 4000, I feel like YouTube would be dead. But let's not talk about that. That's something I don't want to talk about. Something I do want to talk about before we get into this is, you know, the time of this recording, the Sonic 2 movie has come out. It is officially out for everybody. And if you are a video game fan or you're just like a a fan of Sonic in general, I highly recommend If you are a fan of Sonic and not a furry, then uh, I rec- highly recommend you go see this movie because it was a really good sequel movie. Uh, I it hit like, everything in the right spots, honestly. I mean, obviously, it wasn't the best movie. I'd probably give the movie an eight out of ten because uh, you know it, it wasn't like super super. It had its problems, you know, every as every movie does. Some of the pacing was a little weird, but overall, the comedy was good. The action was good. There were parts where me and the entire uh, theater were screaming. And there was literally like the after credit scene was also really good, hyping us up for the third movie. So if you if you have not seen this movie by the time this uh, goes up, uh, do yourself a favor, find a way to find see the movie. It is really good. I highly recommend it. That's my review of Sonic Two. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's right. Only, Only not even three minutes. Not oh, even man. three minutes. We're getting better at this. Not wasting yeah. anybody's time. Just that's like right. What they need to know. That's right. That's totally yeah. why we're here to talk about something yeah. blue, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his furry friend, he's got two tails. The other furry friend, who's buff, you know, and red, and st- and, and likes grapes. Likes grapes. He likes yes. grapes in the in the grapes. movie for some reason. Okay. There's a scene where where there's like, oh, does ice cream have grapes? And it's like, no, that's what Knuckles... They play Knuckles as, like, the character who's, like, headstrong and silent, but he's still kind of a little bit of an... Like, a little bit of a... He's not really that smart, but he's not, like, dumb. Like, they made him in, like... Or just, like, he doesn't get how the human world works a lot, and so he's like, oh, does this house have this thing? Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get into spoilers about anything, because literally it's, like, the movie just came out yesterday, officially. I saw it on Wednesday, because I went to an early showing. I got a poster and a comic for it, so it was super cool. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. You want me to actually? I, I had know. another friend who went early, and they told me the who who shows up in the ending scene, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, they spoiled you. Oh, come on, yeah. that's not cool. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen the first one yet, so who knows? Whenever I'll get around to seeing the second one, 
uh, I've been going through my movie backlog, but for some reason I've been on a Pixar kick because I realized I hadn't seen any Pixar movies from like the last 10 years. So I've just been like going down the list, knocking them out. You know, I watched Luca. I enjoyed that a lot. Actually, that was very good. If you have Disney Plus and haven't watched Luca, give it a watch, you know. I watched Turning Red and Encanto a, few, uh, a little while ago. Those were good, too. How was Turning Red? I've heard that was very controversial. <laughs> it got it's, a lot of hate coming out. I don't know there's why. There's one scene where the girl becomes a woman. Um, and by meaning she like has her first period. And the mom's like, I've got tampons and pads and a water bottle. Like Just like essentially help like being there and being supportive. And like, hey, don't worry. It's weird, but I can help you through this. Don't freak out kind of deal. Uh, that was the scene that everyone freaked out over. And it wasn't even like a minute and a half long. It was incredibly short. Um, yeah, I remember like the first day it came out, there was like a review on Facebook from a parent who said her boys didn't like watching it because they felt uncomfortable at that scene, which understandable. Like they said they're like 10 and like 12. Totally get it. Uh, but then she's like, and also the kid lies to her parents and they said they would, they don't want, they wouldn't want other kids to watch it. Cause who would uh, want to have an influence on a movie about lying to their parents? And I'm like, if you genuinely think your kids don't want other people to watch the movie because it'll make other kids lie to their parents, you are the most gullible parent in the world. Like your kids are going to lie to you. It's just going to happen. It doesn't matter if they saw somebody in a movie do it. It's going to happen. Well, They'll probably see like, it at, like, school or yeah. something. Or, you know, one yeah. of the classmates mentioned, like, yeah, yeah, I'm the cool kid. I lied to my mom. I actually didn't wipe my butt when I used the toilet earlier. You know, I just lied yeah. to her. I didn't feel like telling the truth or something like that. It's like, whoa, that kid's yeah. so cool. I'm going to lie to my mom now. And, you know, yeah, it, it, it's just it very, that. Yeah. It very much just a coming-of-age story. The whole, like, line of the mom is when she, like, gets stressed out during puberty, she, like, turns into a panda. Um and uh they supposedly the panda's evil and she shouldn't turn into the panda very often she should just like try to like keep her emotions in check kind of deal um but they want to go to this concert that her, their parents will let them go to but one of the kids parents said that they'll let them go as long as they make the money so she ends up like turning into the panda for like photo ops and stuff to raise money to go to this concert that she then lies to about what, where she's going to go to the concert that was the whole thing. I'm you like, that's just something you're going to do at like a 12 year old, like 12 to 13 year old age anyway. Yes, you're going to be gonna, doing that sort of yes, thing. Yes, you're going to be turning Oh, I'm into going a to so and so's house. We're going to watch Aladdin. No, we're actually going to the movie theater to watch a scary movie. We're not technically old enough to see. You know, like, uh, 50 Shades of Grey. Uh, yeah, I, was, I watched it. I didn't think it was great. So people are, I guess, the best Pixar movie in years. No, I don't think it's that good of a movie. I enjoyed it. But yeah, it, the controversy for it was just really stupid. It's like, this is not. And he, there's one scene of a mom trying to help her daughter through like a new strange time in her life. I think okay. that would be like I sent like a really good message showing like a really supportive parent in like a yeah. situation like that. You know, I can't believe people would like misconstrue that and make it look bad on the movie. Mm-hmm. And they did the whole like new thing that Disney and Pixar have kind of been doing where there's not really like a villain of the show movie. It's more just like they're in a bad situation and how yeah, they and, handle and it, Contra which I've really been enjoying. Thing. Like in some ways the mom is the the villain of the story because they kind of relate like not turning into the pandas like hiding who you really are kind of deal but it's also kind of like you find out why the mom's like that even so you find out like why she's that way and it doesn't make her a bad person she kind of you get it you get where she's coming from on it um but yeah I, i love the dad in turning red he has like maybe three lines in the whole movie but he's great uh i, I would watch it just for the dad um they need to do what but, they do uh, for a lot of movies and just do like a mini series on like Disney Plus and they just have the dad be like in the mini series. 
Well, the, the dad is very much like the really quiet, never really gets to say anything before being like ordered around to do something. But there's one scene, I won't say what it is, because it's kind of like a more spoilery moment. But he has this like very short conversation with May, who's the main girl. And uh, I was just like, A plus like dad parenting, like being supportive. And like, I just loved it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen uh, Turning Red or Luca, definitely give it a shot. And and Kanto was okay. I I I mean I liked it. I like the I like the songs, but some of the premise was kind of stupid in my opinion. So overall, it was just like an okay movie. And Kanto I liked because it was the first movie I'd seen from Disney and Pixar where it was more just kind of like the situation was the the problem and not necessarily yeah. the person. Even though um, even though my when I watched it I watched it when I watched it I watched it with uh two of my friends one of them who loved absolutely loved the movie and mm-hmm. me and my other friend who who we've never seen it right and throughout the whole movie it's like this is all the grandma's fault it's all her fault why don't they just drown the grandma I'm like whoa calm down jeez it's like okay. she's still like the head of the family and she <laughs> it's understandable why she did like that's what I've been liking about it is everybody kind of has the reasonings for it. Like you get why the grandma was hard on them because to her, this was like a gift from the heavens that she didn't want to risk them losing. So they had to help everybody out with it. Like but by her putting thing? that stress on them, they were all miserable and felt like they had to be perfect or else they were useless. You know, like it's very much like she unintentionally harmed the family. And then when she realized that she stopped or tried to stop to like change her perspective and how she handled things. Um, but like, yeah, you know like, scene? it was like after like all the bad stuff happens and like they're at the water like the main care girls at the water then the grandma comes right yeah and my friend was like just drown the grandma the water's right there just do it i'm like jesus dude calm down she didn't like kill it was funny the first time you said it but now you're saying it like 10 times so please calm down he's probably gonna listen to this he's probably gonna listen to this because he watches our podcast oh that's nice thank you very much for him yes but he only watches the youtube one so he'll be in the year 5000 it'll be the year 5000 okay great great Great. That's good. That's good. Anyway, that's enough talking about Sonic and Disney. But if you want us to talk about Sonic and Disney, let us know in the comments yes, or the Discord. A, there is a Disney anime. Is there a Disney anime? No, I'm just joking. But there is a Disney manga. Oh. But uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, I have the, the Discord link up on the screen. Uh, and if you're in watching on the podcast and you're like, whoa, they just started, but these guys are pretty awesome. You can click on that link in the episode description and the podcast description on whatever podcast service you have. But now, Condor, this week was your pick of a show for us. Yes, yes, what yes. As I week? mentioned, so as I mentioned last week, uh, I talked about when we talked about it, like in the beginning, I was starting to play the Blaze Blue games. You know, I was spending my time on that little because when Falcon was on his little vacation, I'm like, I'm gonna get PlayStation now. I'm gonna do it. I told my little story about how my save data got corrupted and everything. Yeah. Really sad, horrible, hated it, but it wasn't like super bad. So it's like, uh, you know, so I'm like, you know, uh, originally I actually wanted us to watch Bacano. Um, but unfortunately at the moment, there's no legal way to do Bacchino. So if we ever do Bacchino, you'll know how we're watching it. Please don't destroy us people, blah, blah, blah. So we're then I thought losers who never leave our house. So then, cause I only realized this, um, like an hour before we had to record last week. So I'm like, crap, I need an alternative. So then I thought, and I'm like, you know, doing the blaze blue anime, not might be so bad, but the only reason why I chose us to do it. Is because I I chose us to do a dub, so we both watch it dubbed, obviously, right? You watch the dub, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I only I because I really like the voice acting of Blaze Blue. Like I when I was playing through like the first and second game, I'm like the voice acting for this is like super good, and I really love it. But especially back then, for like what 2006, 2007 when the first one came out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget when the the first one came out. It's been Gosh, so long. 
Google it while I'm talking. So then I'm like, do they reprise some of the roles? And I think only like two characters were different, and they're not like major characters. But overall, like it was mostly like like 95 percent of the cast was back, and and for the dub. So I'm like, you know what? Let's do the dub. It's 12 episodes, you know, and it has some pretty mixed reviews, you know. And I we've mm-hmm. now we've watched it. Me and Falcon have watched it. We have our opinions on the show. I think we have mixed opinions on the show as well, possibly. Well, we'll I mean, see. I mean, I, I have a feeling we're probably going to agree on some things and probably going to disagree on some things, but we will we will talk about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Calamity Trigger came out November 19, 2008. 2008. And I remember, I remember it was high school, but that was uh, that was my senior year of high school. I was, I, played mid- it, so. I was in middle school when that game came out. Yeah, you was just a babe. You was just a babe. I, I actually remember my first experience with the game, and it wasn't actually me. It was actually my friend who was trying to get me to play the game, and I'm just like, dude, what the hell is happening? <laughs> this is not a game you should blaze blue is not a game you should get your friend into blaze blue is something that you need to get into yourself yeah. you have to be interested yourself and the reason how i got interested into playing it on my own is because i have blaze blue cross tag battle i love ruby i love persona there are characters in that game so you know doing that and then interacting with the blaze blue characters it made me interested to play the the, the blaze blue series so that's how i got into the series mm-hmm you know, I played the first one on my PC when I had the gaming laptop, and then uh, I tried to play the second one, and it just started lagging a bit. And I, if I just took the time to like optimize the settings, maybe I could have done it. But I'm, I have a, I have a small brain, and it's like if it doesn't work, we move on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> Too many games to play. You can't worry about optimizing settings. It should be optimized from the start. Exactly. Can't you put in some code that's like, hey, these are the settings on this computer. Let's set the settings optimally for them. People say no. PC is Master Race, but if it's so Master Race, why isn't it playing my game good on my gaming laptop that I spent $900 on? So I I, uh, I took, like, I didn't play it, like, right away because I wasn't, like, thinking of, uh, I hadn't had my PS5 at the time, and I wasn't really want to get PlayStation Now, but, like, I was looking through PlayStation Now, and I'm like, oh, they have all the Blaze Blue games on here, like, every single one. Uh, they have, like, five Blaze Blue games on there, and when I say five, it's because they have... Chrono Phantasma and Chrono Phantasma Extend, which is Extend is basically like a definitive edition. It's one that has like all the DLC and stuff included, right? It has all the DLC and like new stuff. Like the the one I played is Continuum Shift Extend, which adds like four characters. And then I'm playing Chrono Chrono Phantasma Extend right now as we speak during the recording of this podcast. Um, and it has it adds some characters as well that weren't in the original, and adds like more story and stuff. Uh, as for the last game, uh, it doesn't have an extend version because they kind—I guess they kind of just gave up on this. I have to—I I like to look more into it myself. I feel like uh, this is a very story-heavy series. I feel like it could have just been like they just ended the story if it was at like a good spot. You're like, oh, that's it. That's it's over. Well, I think I spoiled myself a little bit about like the end of uh, Central Fiction because I think I think it does wrap up pretty nicely, but I don't know like what happens exactly to get to that point. That's why I'm playing the games for. I already committed all this time into it. I might as well go all the way. But anyway, right. um, you know, we're not talking about the games. We're here to talk about the anime. But I saw I go mm-hmm. a little, little background. Uh, do you want to talk about maybe your background with Blaze Blue at all? Do you have any prior experience before watching this anime? Falcon? Uh, yes, I played Calamity Trigger, which is the first game. Uh, I played it when it first came out. Uh, I think the second game was coming out in a few months. The second game came out like pretty much a year after the first one. Uh, so I played it within that first year. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I remember like all the characters I liked ended up being more of like the side characters that weren't like super important to the story from what I remember but I played this back like 2009 so 
it's been a while ago. I don't remember like all the plot details or anything. I remember really liking it. I got pretty much every character done with their story mode, except for Carl Clover, because I couldn't figure out how to <sighs> adequately handle him and the puppet. And Iron Tager, that's just because I'm never good with slow characters. I got close with Tager, but I think I got like to his like final stage and just could not get it done. Um, and then I think my Xbox 360 broke, so I switched to PS3 for a bit, and then I just didn't pick it back up when I, uh, you know, got a Completely new one. Completely understandable. Um, and I wanted to get a Continuum Shift, but I was going to get the extend version, and then I just had other stuff that I, like, get in the way. Uh, but I enjoyed what I played. I'm not a big fighting game fan, but they were enjoyable. Either, the character yeah. designs are all great. Oh, yeah. Um, that's one thing I'll say. All the characters, even if I hate them, they look really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's about it. I didn't really remember much going into it. So it was kind of like surprised me. Let me remember the story. I remember, like, you know, there is this Azure Grim- Grimoire, and technically Ragna had it. And that's why he's like the main character. Uh, and I remembered that, like, Jin was kind of like an evil dick at times. Uh, but other than that, that was really all I remembered. <laughs> I remembered Bang was my favorite to play as. But other than that, I was like, I remember he's a ninja. He's somewhat into lychee or lychee or whatever. Uh, that was really all I heard about him. Bang, bang's like, all right, let's, let's let's enter the world of Blaze Blue again. <laughs> so so I actually just remembered you just talking about Calamity Trigger. Because um, starting from Continuum Shift onward, they added a stylish uh, output for fighting, which is basically uh, an easier way for non-fighting fans. Because, you know, when you played C- Calamity Trigger, it was really hard to do some of the combos. You had to yeah. do, like, oh, it was all manual. You had to do it, like, manually, right? So you yeah. want to know how I – I actually – I think I played through every single person's arcade also doing the story mode. You want to know how I – because you remember how, like, Hakumen and, like, uh, New 13 were, like, the hardest bosses in the game? More more so Hakumen, honestly. But you know how I, yeah. how I, got, how I got over that? How? I just, I, just did, uh, I just locked them in the corner and kept grabbing them. Over okay. and over. I'm just like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do them, like combo them because they're mm-hmm. too tough. But if I, if I d- break the mechanics by just continuously grabbing them in the corner, that's how I did it with Carl. That's how I did it with Tager. That's how I did it with all the characters that I couldn't do it with. And I'm just like, yo, this is actually working. Let's go. And Carl, that's yeah, I, I don't even think I made it like halfway through Carl's arcade. I just could not figure him out well. So I was like, all right. Carl Clover's done. I've I'm always hated him. puppet users in fighting games. Like playing going to Naruto like Ninja Storm. I always hated playing as like Konkuro or Sasori because it's like I hate right. these puppet guys. It's it's just it just it's just not fun for me. Yeah, personally. I just it doesn't click with me. And like Tager, I got I just prefer faster characters. I'm not used to like playing as the slow characters. Like I did fine with him. I guess I just couldn't get through that last stage from what I remember. And I was like, I've got too many other games to play. <laughs> this isn't optimized I'm, to my I'm just going liking. to stop here. I'll pick it up later. <laughs> then I think I played like another game or two. My Xbox died. I got a PS3. Uh, I eventually did rebuy an Xbox because I preferred 360 over PS3 back back in the day. Um but I, I still kind of do actually. Um I need to beef up my 360 collection. PS3 all do. the way, boys. But, PC, but, uh, PS3, Master Race, totally. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, uh, the PS3 but, is garbage. I'm sorry. Anyone who's like, PS3 is the greatest. Like, PS3 had some great games. I'm not saying that at all. There's some superb PS3 games. But yeah, like, no, the actual hardware and interface is absolute trash. Like, I want to re get one so than the Xbox 360. Oh! Like, that's it. Just, I want to play Root Factory Tides of Destiny. And I can buy it on the Wii, but I want the trophies for it, okay? So that ain't happening. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I, very minimal Blaze Blue experience. But I was I was excited to see how this turned out. 
Yes. So, so it's something I really love about these games as well. The, the games. So I talk about a little bit more about the games before we get to the anime. Is that like all the little like character interactions and stuff they do is like really good. Like for each character, you, there's always like an interaction with them. Like no matter what, even if it's small or something, whether it be yeah. story related or something related. Because there are some situations, like when you get to like the more bigger games with like the bigger roster. Uh, it's like the, each character has like an interaction, and it's just so small. It's like all the love yeah. they put into these games is great. I, I really, that's what I really appreciate about Blaze Blue. It's like the love and like effort they put into it, you know. So that's why I'm really loving these games, you know. Even though I have no idea what the hell is happening, which is one of the big things about Blaze Blue. And I think I've come to a conclusion of something, Falcon. I think what? I just love series where I just don't know what the fuck is going on. I okay. think I, I think I just love series like that because it's just like I'm so interested to find out like what's happening, but I have no idea what's going on, and I'm like slowly piecing the puzzle together as you play, mm-hmm. the, as you play through the games. And it was kind of like the same for ReZero as well. Like I think that's what part of the reason why I love ReZero because like I have no idea what's happening, but like it's still like I mean obviously in ReZero you have like a bigger understanding of what's happening because you're, go- you're they you're, they explain you're, more throughout ReZero than they've done at all in Blaze Blue Ultra Memory. Like, think like, think back think back to like season one and like think back to when like Puck grew like big that big monster thing. Like why the heck is he b- growing to this big thing? What the heck is happening? You know? It's like situations like that which is like, oh I have no idea, but it re- keeps me really interested. You know? So I think I just love series where I just don't know what the hell's happening. And it doesn't make sense. Now, obviously, I love it to a degree. It's not like I'm going to go out of my way to like always find series like that. But, you right. know, I really think Blaze Blue did it well, which is what caught my attention. But enough about the games. Why don't we move on to the anime? Why don't I start with a little description of the series now? Go huh? for it. All right. So the year is 2099. Whoa. Uh, and the world is normal. But then suddenly... Boom! There is this giant creature called the Black Beast, and it is killing everybody. It is really bad and horrible, and humanity stands has no chance. They launch all their nuclear weapons, but it does nothing to the Black Beast. Uh, and, uh, you know, people, humanity is trying to survive, trying to find a way to counteract the Black Beast. But suddenly, for one whole year, it stops moving, which gives humanity a chance to continue onward and find a way. And therefore, they create these weapons called the Ars Magus, which is basically like magic and science together, combined into a weapon. And with, with this in mind, the Black Beast starts moving again. And there's this group of people called the Six Heroes who come together and defeat the Black Beast. However, the world is still kind of screwed. Half of humanity is dead because of the Black Beast. And unfortunately, there's this thing called Seether on the ground. And basically, it's very bad for you. And if you breathe it in, you could die. So people, so the humanity built the hierarchical cities, which is like, and uh, basically like, um, these like big cities that like elevate upward mm-hmm. as well. So like you go like up and down. So that way it's above ground level where the Seether is not because yeah. the Seether is more on the 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 bottom of the world and like on the top so that's why the higher higher right. arc cities are made i can actually tell you uh there is a total of 23 hierarchical cities in the game and uh there's a lot of stuff that's and good. mostly the story of the anime takes place in the 13th hierarchical city of kagutsuchi that is where mm-hmm. this this uh, anime takes place with mm-hmm. our main character, Ragna the Blood Edge, who is basically, we're, we're actually, I should mention, we're skipping like 100 years to the future now. Right, right. In the past. So now the year is 2199. And Whoa! So basically, there's this thing called the boundary, which is basically like this alternate 
universe dimension thingy. It's still a little confusing. Let me actually just pull up the proper term real quick because, uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I actually have, uh, I've been playing, uh, the games and, uh, they finally added a library function in, uh, the, uh, the third game chrono phantasma. So I can literally like look up terms. I don't have like every single term cause I haven't beaten the game yet, but let me see. What would I, what would I go? It even has like the, all the families and stuff. It's kind of cool. Uh, I don't think I, what, 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 I actually forgot what I was talking about because all the terms are really confusing for this. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. What was I saying? Uh, you were saying something about the the cities and the the Seether and it's a hundred years in the future and uh, oh, things going crazy. The, oh, I was looking up the boundary. That's right. Oh, oh the boundary. God. Yes. There's so many dang terms. I think this is why this series oh. had two visual novels for the Vita that came out to explain everything that happened before the series happened. Oh. Yes, totally uh, that. Embryo and operation something. Okay, I guess I don't have boundary as a term unlocked here. But basically, there's this thing called the boundary, which is like this alternate universe type of thing with like alternate powers. It's really weird. And basically, humanity saw this and used their science to build these things called cauldrons, where basically what they do is they take these like girls and they put them in there to like see what their effects are. Why do you look confused? You just said they take these like light girls. So are they actual girls? Or are they things that are light girls? They're well. See, that's the thing. I'm just I'm so confused about because I think they're like real girls, but at the same time, I think what they because this is all just speculation. Because some of it I still don't even know. I also don't. Mm -hmm. I also kind of don't want to like leak my Chrono Phantasma knowledge into this because it's kind of like true, true. stuff. So I'm trying to keep it contained. But basically, it's light girls, and uh, and uh, basically, you know, and they're like kind of robots too and it's really weird so they like put them in the boundary to like experiment to see what happens but then stuff always goes bad and stuff so it's really weird so basically like each hierarchical city has like a cauldron and stuff in it so that they can always expand they can always like try to like you may you can see how they could go into okay. it right and then basically uh each uh basically there's this big organization called the NOL which is the Nor Novus Orbis Librarium and they're basically the big government people of the world after everything happened with the black beast and you know they're kind of like the the authorities and stuff and uh they're kind of also the bad guys in a sense because obviously that would be the sense that would be the mm -hmm. sense or actually they're kind of technically the good guys over our main character is kind of a bad guy but to us he's not a bad guy it's like one of those situations ragna the blood edge basically he's this guy who's going around to each hierarchy and smashing up all the cauldrons because why not but there's reasons for that as well but basically that's basically how the game starts up uh, basically, you you follow Ragna as he journeys to the 13th hierarchical city of Kagusuchi to destroy the cauldron, and a lot of stuff is going down there. That's basically yeah. where the beat of our anime begins. Would you agree, Falcon? Sure. Absolutely. I love how I pulled up yes. a whole set of terms that I couldn't find the one term I wanted. Amazing. Amazing. Terrible game. Zero out of ten. Zero Never out of play ten. it. Yes. Alrighty, I guess that means we should start talking about, about some of the characters. Yes, we'll start off with our big boy, the the generic anime swordsman Ragna the Blood Edge. Ragna, he the does Blood have Edge. that sweet ass red jacket. I will say, I would buy that if they're like, "Hey, you want a leather jacket like Ragna the Blood Edge?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I do." His his um, his, uh, his design is pretty good. I will admit. Yeah, yeah. 
Ragnar the Blood Edge is basically this guy who who uh is what well, how do I can I just pull up the actual thing of him on the game? The protagonist of our story. He bears the weight of the Azure Grimmar on his right hand. It is commonly known as the Grim Reaper. He is an SS class bounty on his head, which means a lot of people really Pretty want much to like public him. enemy number one, though. Public enemy number one. His personality is rough around the edges and he hardly plans ahead. His fighting style reflects this is going a little too into things. Yeah. Now let's get let's let's talk a little bit about his backstory. Here we go. Here we go. During his some younger girl years, he won't shut up about, but we don't know anything about her. Yes, we do. It's his sister. Mm. What? Mm. What do you mean? Hmm. Mm. I don't know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, did you really not get that? Or are you just joking? They never like confirmed anything. It's just like here's this girl he cares about somewhat. Yes, Could they did. They confirm it when they show that, like, they showed, like, this. It, they didn't really go into much detail about it. No. But they showed, like, the flashback of, like, what happened with his past mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, basically, it's his sister. Um, so, during his younger years, he lived with his brother, Jin, and his sister, Saya. And the sister, basically, they were, like, taking care of at, like, this, like, I guess this, like, church area. They don't really go into too much detail it about it. It seems like they were orphans. They weren't technically brother and sister. But they grew up, like, brother and sister. Yes, yes, basically, uh, uh, basically, like that, they grew up as like brother and sister, and they like really cared for each other and stuff. But unfortunately, bad things happened when this bad guy called Yuki Terami came and murdered uh, the sister, not like his sister, but the sister of like who was taking care of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he took Jid and Saya with them. Basically, Magna lost his right arm during this encounter. It was really brutal. It, it, it was actually really dark. I remember when I when I saw it in Calamity Trigger when I played it. I'm like, oh my god, this is really dark. Uh, but as a result of the shock of this event uh, thing, he ha- he actually used to have blonde hair, but it turned white and stuff, and it was like really bad. And then uh, we had this other character who came in and uh, kind of saved him uh, in a sense. He took this thing called the Azure Grimoire, which you briefly mentioned earlier. And this Azure Grimoire is basically like this big superpower. It's not like an actual book, but it's like this power that was found like from the boundary. And like it can like take on any form it wants. Like you could make it a sword, you could probably make it a window if you want. I don't know why you'd make it a window, but you could do that. But what it does is it actually takes the place of Ragna's right arm, basically. So that way Ragna mm-hmm. has both of his arms. So that's why uh Ragna has the Azure Grimoire on his right hand. But, that's why uh, when you see him shirtless, one of his arms is just black. That's right, because that is the yeah. Azure Grimoire. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. But, but uh, lots of stuff happens, and he makes he destroys a lot of cauldrons because he's like, oh, I hate what this, I hate the the cauldrons. NOL. Oh, they suck dick. Oh, yeah, gotta but, gotta ruin their plans. But he basically, before all this happened, he basically got trained by uh, this uh, Ju- by Jubei, who's actually one of the six heroes who I briefly mentioned earlier. And uh, with he, he's, he's also a that, cat. He's also a cat or a yeah. beast, and that's what they call him, beastkin in this uh, in the game. He is a cat. He you can't is... convince me otherwise. Yes, yes, I know. I wish I wish the anime went into more details about certain things, but we can talk about those here. Especially about Jubei, because like he shows up and Ragna acts like he doesn't know him the first time. I was like, who the heck are you? Why are you here? Da, 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 da. And the next time, she's like, oh, hello, Mass. I'm like, wait, hold up, what? <laughs> I was like, that was like, that was like a time skip. It was like a little bit of a time skip, oh, you know, because that was, was like, like their I'm first meeting. That was their first meeting. And then like afterwards, it was like after some training. I remember because it happened in the games. And also I know something because Cardo Fantasma. But I will say you've already established multiple times. Oh, I know this happened in the games, which means if you didn't play the game beforehand or remember the game beforehand, you're going to be 
super confused because they speed through all this shit super fast. They, they really do, uh, and that's like one of the problems with the anime. I will say, mm-hmm. that you definitely should not watch this anime unless you were a fan of Blaze Blue. Or maybe, maybe if you're thinking of getting into Blaze Blue, you could watch the anime. You're still going to be very confused, but it's a good mm-hmm. opening page, maybe. Probably not, but you can, still can. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Ragna uh, has uh, he's really cool. His fighting style is pretty cool as well. I like it with his big sword. It's really cool, right? Falcon, he's so cool. Yeah, I mean, he, he's big sword, anime swordsman, essentially. If you like anime people with big swords, he has a very similar fighting style to them. Um, his uh, personality is a little weird. I, I like Ragna, but really he like very him. much kind of feels like generic anime swordsman protagonist. Does he really? Uh, I, don't, I don't really think he To me, he does, way, yeah. And especially in the show, the show he very much to me just is feels like he's just wandering along and things happen and he just happens to be there when they happen. That, that's basically Blaze Blue, though. Oh my, it's kind of crazy how often. And that that's why I think he feels generic. It feels like he's he's important to the story, but he's not actively like doing anything. Just he reacts to shit that hap- like gets presented to him. Um, and it's like, oh, he he stopped this. Like, well, yeah, because they like seek the dude out and are just like i'm gonna fight you now (laughs) he's like all right like here we go can you really blame him because as i've already established he's an ss class bounty so everybody wants him because he wants they want money so the reason why things happen is because of the uh the nol putting such a big bounty on him so that's kind of why yeah that was the one thing i remembered about the first game is like some of the characters were very story focused and then you had others who were just like bounty hunters who needed money so they're just like i'm looking for this ragna guy like you have like uh bang and carl and i think there's one more from the original who was just kind of like oh i want money it's tau um, it's tau probably oh yeah because tau just wanted money to feed her family or whatever yeah um you, yeah, make, like, it, you make it sound so wholesome <laughs> i mean that's really what it is like from the story she's like oh i need meat to get meat you need money Ooh, i'll get this guy okay like that's exactly how i remember her story starting off in the game um but yeah like uh yeah it blaze blue is weird especially the first game it's like this half the roster not really important they're just there to have more people to play as this half of the roster extremely important um yeah it, like i'm looking like, i'm looking at the characters right now because like i'm under the character section it actually goes in order from like what the games they were played so there's only like 12 characters you could play as in the yeah. first blaze blue game and i'm looking at it and technically like I guess you could say, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Half of them are important. Half of them are kind of not important, but they do yeah. kind of do get important like later on. Later on in the yeah. in the show, like if you're playing through like the first game, yeah, obviously, but then the second game, some of them are more important as well, mm-hmm. while also introducing new characters too. So, but like I, I think what's really what's really great about Blaze Blue is personally, I think the characters are really good in my opinion. Uh, a lot other than one character who me and Falcon both agree we don't like. Uh, other than that, I, I actually really don't have a. I actually really like every other single character, which is kind of why like I dig this series because yeah. I feel like the characters are like really well done. Uh, you may say like Ragnar's generic anime protagonist, but like he has like a mission and he has like a reason for what he does and what he's doing. He's not just like doing it because why not? He, he has a goal. He has a, a purpose in mind. And he's mm-hmm. doing it to like fulfill this goal and like search for his sister who's been missing and you know and everything. He's like he wants to find his sister. He cares about them. He wants to destroy the NOL. And uh, he may have like an attitude at times, but he secretly cares about all the ones that all the people that are important to him. So I really like him. But I'm going to assume he probably doesn't pass the protagonist check of the story. No, he he's very much to me just he's fine. 
but he's very much just I still feel generic anime swordsman. He's like, all right, cool. Like, you've got a slightly different backstory, but that doesn't make him non-generic to me. Uh, but yeah, it's he's fine. I enjoy him. He was fun to play as on the games. I enjoy his character design, seeing him fight. But he's just nothing special, I guess. So he's so he so he's so so when I'm playing Chrono Phantasma, there's like certain characters which you can easily beat, but then there's like certain characters which are like OP and like are really hard to beat sometimes. And Ragnos one of them, obviously, because he's the main character. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of did that in the show some too. There's there's a couple fights later on to where I felt like he was just getting beat up, and then all of a sudden it's like done. He won. That's <laughs> the, like, the, what? Fight, the fights weren't like the best in the show, which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can I, talk about uh, that more later. No, I think right. I, I think I'm pretty good. I think his design's pretty neat. I I really like Ragnar as a character. It's always fun to play as him. It's always fun. I think it's just fun to have a character who's not like super nice all the time and he's kind of like negative and edgy at times, and it's just like interesting to see him interact with yeah. other people. So all right. Okay. Next up we have uh, his brother Gene Kisaragi. Gene Kisaragi, who is, uh, yeah, he's his younger brother as well. He's technically, uh, he, but he's more commonly known as the hero of Ikaruga, which is basically, and the anime doesn't go into this, but I will go into it for the benefit of the viewers. Uh, basically, there was this war where there was this like nation of Ikaruga, and they basically wanted to like claim uh, independence uh, from the NOL mm-hmm. and stuff. I actually, there's an event I can read off of it was basically called the second war of the ars package which is the ukaruga civil the ukaruga civil war gosh talking is hard oh my gosh basically it was a war that was fought between the years 2191 and 2197 between like an alliance of like hierarchical cities which is like i think it was like five through nine and they wanted to be independent calling themselves the ukaruga federation but the library was like nah we don't want to do that now you can't you can't do that so it was technically the first war between humans, and basically, uh, Jin uh, here was the hero of Ikaruga. He basically killed like the big bad guy of the thing, mm-hmm. uh, like they killed the main the main leader of the other forces, and he became known as the hero. And that's how everyone knows him. He's very young mm-hmm. for his age to like have this big accomplishment, but he actually holds one of the Nox Noctoris as well, which is called Yukianasa. And basically, Nox there's like different quality of weapons in this this series as well. It's really it's really like hard to talk about, but basically there's like 10 Nocturus as well. And uh yeah, Jin has number two, which is as I said, it's Yukianasa, which basically gives him like special ice powers and stuff, and it's like super cool. I, I really I actually yeah, especially really in the show, they keep mentioning you've got a Nox Noctora, and it's like cool. What's a Nox? That's his weapon, but you're not telling me how it's different. He's like, Whoa, how did you get that Nox Noctora? It's like just tell us what it is, like if you're gonna just keep mentioning it all the time. Um, here's my take here's my take are you ready here's my take so basically i feel like what the anime does is like really good with what the game is like when you play the game you have no idea what the hell's going on so like with the anime you have no idea what the hell's going on but that doesn't really translate well for an anime because when you watch an anime you want to understand what's happening the game at least having the gameplay to be like i'm a little confused but i'm still having fun playing to where I feel like an anime, you have to explain a little more than you normally would, or else people well, are going to lose interest. Well, you know, it's a show, so it's like I agree with you. It's like it's a show, so it's kind of like you know, I, I want to understand what's happening. What the hell is a Noctotaurus? What the hell is an Observer? What the heck is a phenomenal I mean, intervention? I mean, like especially for like a game. So like a game you're playing, you're not fully one hundred percent expecting to like understand absolutely everything in the game as long as the gameplay solid, especially for and a fighting like game. That. 
fighting <laughs> game like stories that. have never been like super in depth or have made a lot of sense. So I feel like for Blaze, we're like, well, it's a fighting game. The stories don't always make a lot of sense. But when you're watching it as a show, especially if you didn't know that it was a game and you just saw this cool looking anime, you're going to be like, okay, what is going on? I don't understand anything. It's just throwing the same five phrases around over and over and over and over and over again. And you're not telling me what it means. And I feel like that's different. Like there's a ton of movies that I like that don't really explain much, but they explain more than what blaze blue does. And they were never given like sequels because nobody liked it because they didn't understand what was going on. Like legit real world examples of like shows and movies that have done that to where they didn't explain enough. And I feel like, if Blaze Blue doesn't get in the pass from fans of being like a video game adaptation, this would be exactly the same way. They still don't really like not being fresh on the game and watching the show. I still felt like things just happened for no reason whatsoever. And they just had reactions for some reason. And that's just what happened. Like Jin, Jin is one of the main cast. We see him a couple times in the first like two or three episodes. And then he just kind of disappears for a bit. And then he just randomly shows back up. And it's like, okay, yeah, what happened the last time I saw him like four episodes ago? I don't remember. Uh, but he's injured. Was he injured then? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I remember when I first played the game, he was one of my favorites to play as, but I hated his his person his personality so much. I was like, so, I hate this guy, but he's so fun. So something funny uh, I want to mention about the games that I'm sure yeah. you, you'll, you'll like this. So you're probably wondering, like, if nothing's explained, how can you really like these characters so much? And the reason for that is because when you play the character stories, um, uh, it's really because you get to like learn about the character and it's like super in depth at times as well, like learning the personality. It's but there's like also the gag story. reels. Yeah. There's also oh, the, the gag I reels. About the gag reels. Yeah. The gag reels. So there's actually one gag reel they actually did adapt in uh in uh in uh the uh in in this anime. And it's not the, it's not the hot springs one. That was actually all new. That wasn't in any of the games because yeah. that that hot spring stuff was only shown in Chrono Phantasma. That's when they mention it. But yeah. I'll go into it a little bit later. But uh. Something like the gag reels also like really make the game for you as well and stuff and it's like super fun and it's like super cool like I have some of my favorites uh, there's just so many but some of my favorites uh there is this one in uh I think you you play as uh Lychee and uh, there's there's a scene where you go to like uh you you go to the you you play as Lychee and you go to the scene where you're like going to this like festival or something. And like, there's obviously it gives you an option. Like the one option continues the actual story. The other option goes to the gag reel. Mm-hmm. And I chose the obviously you, when I played the game so much, I could tell like what's the difference between both, right? So it's like, all right, I'm gonna purposely choose the gag reel because I want to see it. And uh, basically, the gag reel for that was basically it was kind of funny because Tao made this board game, and it was like the most stupidest board game ever. And the people who played was like Lychee, Ragna, Tager. And uh, bang, and they all played it, and it was funny, and it was like stupid funny. No, and there was also another one. Tao Tao is a great character, uh, for comedy purposes. Oh, I love Tao. Uh, Tao's probably one of my favorite characters of all of all in this whole series. But there was another one where uh, you're basically Ragna, and I guess uh, you Ragna kind of like dies, not actually dies, and he's like he becomes a ghost, and he's very afraid of ghosts. Ragna is deathly afraid of ghosts. I don't think that they don't show it in the, the anime, but in the mm-hmm. game, he's definitely afraid of ghosts. And it's funny because like Rachel Tager and like new 13 are like on his ship and stuff. And they're like, Oh, we're all ghosts. And he just starts screaming like, Oh, I hate ghosts. And it, it was just really funny, but I don't want to get into the gag reels uh, that much, yeah. but it just really adds to the character elements and like 
just mm-hmm. to like see like oh you can understand like oh my god he uh he really he's afraid of ghosts or bang is really in love with lychee or something and you could tell that's that what i remember most about Bang's story is he just wanted to get with lychee so but so bad it's just like i don't remember what his goal was i remember he was like oh lychee yeah he's I, very I in- be mine I will say, I, he I don't like reclaim Ikaruga or something, right? I think he's not very important. Basically, Chrono Phantasma takes place in Ikaruga, and uh, he is mm-hmm. very important to the story. I'm not going to go into yeah. it for Chrono Phantasma because we're not talking about it, but he's yeah. very important then. But yeah. anyway, why don't we move this back to Jin? Uh, yes, yeah, I actually agree with you. I actually really don't like Jin's personality. I think I kind of like it's kind of like. I like his character. I like what they're doing with it, especially in the games. And I, I, the anime didn't really do it that well yeah. as like the games did, because there's like this really awesome like CG, and it's like it's like after like the fight with like Subaki or something, and like he's like looking on where he's like, I know what I must do, and then Jubei just comes like, All right, you know what's going on, kid. He's like, Yeah, I know what I have to do. And it's just like really badass how like the the CG looks and stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is so good. And then the story just ended. And I'm like, Oh. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, I, I mean, I like what they're doing with Jin. But when Jin was first introduced, I really didn't like him. I will say mm-hmm. that his outfit is really cool. I really like the blue and yeah, the red. Yeah, his design's really cool. The character designs for this game are like, like the outfits are like super good as well. Mm-hmm. Like most of them are like, like ten out of ten top quality. I would love to see like cosplayers doing like a lot of these people. I'm sure, I'm sure I have in the past. I just haven't like seen it with my like noticed it myself because i have been a blaze blue but i think i'm like oh that's that ragna guy because obviously when you like know a series like a little bit you at least know the main character or something mm-hmm. or like, a popular character so uh, overall uh Jin's fighting style is pretty cool uh in the games uh, and they don't really show it that much here but he's he's really kind of like he does get to be a badass and there's actually a secret about him i want to talk about when we get to spoilers that the anime didn't talk about but uh, okay. overall, overall Jin, you probably you 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 played Calamity Trigger, so you should know. But it also it's been a long time for you, and you probably mm-hmm. don't remember. But I'll talk about it because I didn't really mention it that much in the anime. But let's why don't we move on to the main feminine girl of the the show? Oh, you mean worst character alert? You mean Noel? I weren't no, it's not the worst character. What are you talking about? I I could not stand Noel on the show. I'm liking viewer. her from the game, but this whole show, anytime Noel was there, I was like, oh god, it's Noel again. That's act. That's actually funny because I feel like the, the anime did her a little bit better than the games did. <laughs> See, my memory of her in the games is like Noel's fine. Like I didn't really like her, but I didn't dislike her. But she, to me, like I said, I felt like Ragnar just kind of wandered around and things happened around him. I felt like Noelle was kind of the same, except she was always like, why is this happening? Can't we all just be friends? Why Why is everyone going like crazy? Like, like, I felt like she just like winding, like was so confused by everything the entire time. I couldn't get behind her here. Like, I was just like, I just, I can't. No, Anytime she was there, I was like, oh God, Noelle, why? why no i i feel like the anime did her better in my opinion because i feel like i agree with what you're saying i felt like she was more whiny in the games but i feel like the anime they made her a little bit more braver in like some aspects like when she was fighting subaki like that didn't happen in the in the and the games yeah well it did happen in the games but it didn't like happen like as serious as it was here and stuff right. and you know i actually i really like her in the anime more but noelle's uh, a, a bit of a clumsy girl you know she has like these two good friends who are Subaki Yayoi and Makoto Nania. One of them is a beastkin who's a squirrel who's super cool. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you liked all the Makoto scenes in the show, didn't you? Uh, well, I never you played have- the second game where she was in, but I've always liked people who fight with Tanfas. 
So when I saw that, like, she was one of the DLC characters for the second game and she had Tafas, like, there's a ton of the character I need to play. Then I never got around to playing it. Her, so I don't story, really know much about her. her story is really weird. I could talk about it more, like, when we get to spoilers and stuff. But, yeah. uh, uh, Noelle's, I know, so Noelle also has a Noctotaurus and her Noctotaurus is called, uh, Bulvark. It's the third one. And basically, mm-hmm. it's like dual pistols. And basically, it's gimmick is it can, like, shoot through anything. Like, it could, like, I guess if I could, let, let's say like I'm here, right? And there's like a window over there and I see a guy and I had this bulwark in my hand. If I like, all right, shoot the guy. So boom, it would probably shoot yeah. the guy and I wouldn't yeah. even have to do it. So that's, that's what makes it special. Uh, it, it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool weapon. I actually, uh, playing as Noelle in the games is actually really fun because she like, especially if you like know how to do combos really well and you're playing mm-hmm. on like manual, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, like overall, her personality is like left to be desired. It's not like the best. I know you you said you don't like her as much, but like yeah. it really fits the themes of like it really fits her theme. I think it fits her really well. And obviously, she grows more as the series mm-hmm. goes on. But yeah, I will say like in the beginning, she is kind of like mad, like, like a, a little a little whiny at times, you know. Yeah. But uh, she does get better. Because Noel is a member of the Nol, and she like the whole start is like I have to get catch Ron to the blood edge. Oh, he's a big criminal we gotta we gotta get him off the streets we gotta protect everybody and then she sees him and she's like i feel like i know him and then she just wanders around looking for ragna see and it's that, just like, that didn't happen in the games that was anime only that's something i yeah, want to talk about and that's why i was like i do not enjoy her couldn't she just wander around people are like you and awol you're you, you've talked to ragna you've befriended him well i feel like i know him yeah but that's technically treason but is it? But yes, it is. <laughs> like, Yo, honestly, Noelle persuasion zero. No, Noelle always rolling like Noelle's always rolling the ones in the in the in the situations. Like when she's like, but is it really? Then, if I know him, yes, and then it Ricardo is. comes and it's like Subaki's been told to kill you because you've committed treason. What? No, I haven't. Regardless, if you have or not, they think that she's out to kill you. If you see Subaki, you run away. See Subaki. Sends a message to Makoto. I'm with Subaki. I think we can work this out. And then, like, no, they just start fighting, like, almost immediately. And it's like, what? Like, to no. To be fair, it was, lo- it was looking like it was working out, but then it didn't. Just, it, it was, it was. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, uh, you know, it's pretty fun. I, I can understand, like, the Noelle hate. She's not, like, a super popular character. I don't hate her. I don't love her. I do, th- I do think she's a good character, though, for what she is and what she does. Especially, like, when we go, we'll talk about more for spoilers and stuff because that that's like some deep stuff that mm-hmm. that not even the anime really mentioned, and that actually has to do with Makoto's story in the game. So why don't we move on to the next? Uh, real quick, I want to say that her friends uh, Makoto and girl who wants to kill her, whose name I've already forgotten, uh, they they were actually in one of the gags I think in Calamity Trigger, and they just had like generic like character portraits. And I think it was the next game they actually got like art and were actual playable characters of the game. So it was like, oh, when I was at school learning to be an NOL person, these are my two friends. And like, there were like a couple of scenes you'd see them like there and you'd see like Noel drawn out and then like two just like kind of generic, like grayed out like characters sitting there. Um, so it didn't seem like they were super important, but then they brought them in, which was fun. But anyway, yes. Uh, shall we talk about the next girl or shall we talk about the baddie? We'll talk about the girl, but real quick, before you do that, I actually just remembered in a continuum shift. Uh, so basically there's the gag endings, but there's also like the true, the canon endings. And then there's yeah. alternate endings where like bad things happen. And when you get one of the alternate endings in continuum shift, you go to this thing with Kokonoa, you know, Kokonoa, the little, the little pink haired cat. Yeah. Girl. And she like basically does this thing where it's like, Oh, Hey, uh, you got the wrong thing. Maybe try to do this instead. And it's like a really fun gag one. I remember for one of them, I don't know why, but she just up take her in a maid outfit. 
Okay. They weren't like in their like models. It was like a chibi model, like for like yeah. teaching Miss Lychee from the first game. It was like the chibi yeah, yeah. models. It, it was pretty funny. I, I just wanted to mention that. But I really like that in the game. Uh, let's move on to uh, the next girl. Uh, yes, Miss Rachel Alucard, aka the Goth Queen. The Goth Queen. Oh. That is such a bad interpretation, but okay. Oh, she's a vampire, but her she her look is very Goth Lolita look kind of oh, style yeah. to her. So this is Rachel with Alucard and Bat familiar. The bat I like, Guy or whatever his name is. Guy, Guy and Nago. Guy is the Nago bat. Is Nago is the cat. But I like Guy. Um, but yeah, she is a vampire, and she does a lot of the exposition for the beginning of the series. Oh my god! It's kind of, I remember when I was playing the first game, and I'm just like, "What the heck is Rachel talking about? What the heck is going on here?" She's because, so like, cryptic. It's just like, okay, like you're the cryptic yeah, it, character. It's, it's even funny because I don't know if I think they said it once in the anime, but Ragna says it a lot in the sh- in the game where it's like, once again, Rabbit, you're not making any sense. Why don't you just come out and say it? I yeah. don't know why, but basically, it's it's pretty funny. I really like uh, I really like Rachel as a character as well, she, especially when she's like uh, insulting Ragna because she always has, like like the most high class insults ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but basically something i actually do want to talk about is rachel is an observer and if you don't know what an observer is well most likely you're not going to know because the anime or the games never tell you until you get to the third game but luckily i feel I'm like here... an observer is somebody who just observes the timeline to make sure everything's going how it should that's how that's I actually it. that's actually not it really I, it's really are wow you ready? are you ready for the official term of an yeah. observer here we go are you ready because it is Let's about go. to happen though so an observer is those who observe a subject they must always perceive themselves and must constantly perceive the existence of their target subject if not they would instantly vanish along with the existence they are observing currently known observers only include rachel and kokonoe they're the only observers i don't understand what that means <laughs> Even when it they makes it sound me. like like she is observing ragna so if she stops thinking about ragna she just ceases to exist i guess yes 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 ceases okay. to exist and now actually now that i've like played a part of chrono phantasma i think that actually makes sense but i'm not going to go into details about it right but uh but yeah basically rachel is observing ragna and kokono is observing arak which is uh they do mention it briefly, but Arachne basically used to be Roy, or this guy called Roy, who used to be Kokonoe's assistant, and uh, he basically got too close to the boundary, and it kind of like corrupted him and turned him into like the monster thing. They was he he actually, also Ly- uh, Lychee's husband or something? I think I don't think they were husband and wife. But I think they might have been like lovers or something. Oh, okay, but uh, but it, it they, he only gets like one scene in the show, which is kind of sad. I think I, it's I, like I two. Like, he has the one where he first appears and tries to fight like uh ragna or whatever and then he gets captured and then like he shows up later on like the next episode and then he's done yeah yeah i really liked i really liked his character in the thing because it was always interesting to see like i always like that like the crazy like oh this guy is like totally like he's literally like a pile of sludge with bones that will occasionally pop out of him it's just like okay what he's so annoying he's so annoying to fight in the games but that's not important Mm -hmm. rachel's pretty cool i like her fighting style as well I don't think did she she didn't really fight in the anime, did she? Uh, I don't remember seeing her fight. I apologize if my memory for this anime is really bad. I actually she kind of just like watched the fights, then would be like, "Oh, you won, okay, good deal, goodbye." I, I kind of like, like leave. I finished this anime on Tuesday, so I've had like a few days of like, and then I've been playing Chrono Phantasma as well, so I've kind of been blaze bluing throughout like this whole week. So it's I, it's mm. kind of been like kind of bad, but uh, 
it's just uh, Rachel. I really like Rachel and like what she does. And basically, her butler Valkenhayn. I bet. Did you know that Valkenhayn is also one of the six heroes? I did not know that. That's cool. He, though. he is one of the six heroes. I did not know that until I played through his story in the game. That's right. He is one of the six heroes as well. So we have we have three of the six in this anime. Then we've got Jubei, actually, we've got actually, Hakumen, and Valkenheim. Actually, they showed all six of the six heroes in the in the anime. Okay. You, you just don't know who they are. Do you want to know who they are? It's not a spoiler. No, I'll figure it out later. I'll probably I've seen that uh the second game is pretty cheap on Xbox. Like you can still buy like new copies of Extend for like 10 bucks. So like I may just like buy one of those and play through. Are you sure so, you don't want to know right now? I'm sure I don't want to know right now. We don't need to spoil uh, it for the people. If I change my mind, I'll hit you up on like Discord be like, yo, tell me. I need yeah. to know. I was gonna talk about it during the spoilers, but okay, whatever. Um, anyway, um, Rachel is cool. That's all I'm going to say. She's a very cryptic character and I really can't get into more, into more detail about her because her like existence is very like a big, a, kind of a spoiler in a sense as well, or basically not like her existence, but like what she does and stuff mm-hmm. is kind of an, ex- uh, kind of a spoiler. And I, I'll get into it when we talk about spoilers more, because I'm sure there's a lot of questions Falcon has and I will gladly answer them for him about if things didn't make sense. Cause I can explain it. Because I am big brain. Mm-hmm. My brain is expanding today. You you have the big blaze blue expand brain? I have the big blue. Yes, I am the blaze blue extend brain. Does it just continue continuum extend all, all day? It does. It does okay. indeed. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't we move on to our last character, which is the villain of the, the story. Mr. Hazuma, who I will uh, say has probably had one of my favorite character designs on the whole show while he has the hat on. I love how he looks just with like the the suit, the vest, the chain, and then he fights with the knife with the chain on it, which is just super dope. Uh, really, really dig his design a lot. Super cool. Super, super awesome. So Yahazuma is basically a captain of the NOL's intelligence department, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's I actually really like him. So he's basically the villain of the show, which you can see if you watch the the, the opening of the anime, obviously. Yeah. So it's not really a spoiler. Um, but basically, uh, I really like him because especially in the game and especially in the anime, he always has like the best lines. And his laughter is like pure mechanical, like evil. And it's, it's yeah, just, uh, he said it in the last episode. I think when he was talking to Noel, Noel, he was like, are you just allergic to the truth or something? I was like, yo, that's a great line. <laughs> he has so like, many. What? You really need to play continuum shift because he has so many banger lines just like that. And it's so great. Yeah, it's, I liked him as a villain. I thought he did a pretty good job. He's a really good villain. He basically has this power called uh, Ouroboros, which is like, it's also one of the Nox Nocturnus as well. Um, and uh, let's see, is it? A, yeah, basically, it's Gaminus Anguium Ouroboros, which basically it's like these like snake like chains. And basically, what they can do is they can like attack you, and they can like directly they can do like direct damage to the victim's soul and mind, which yeah. is like very brutal and stuff. Oh my god, he's like the final boss in all the arcades in Continuum Shift, and he's so hard because they do his like he they do his like unlimited version. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh my god, some things were just like so BS, especially if I was playing with like the uh stylish commands. <sighs> Dude, sometimes they're taking like 20 minutes to beat him, and I would just get so pissed. Luckily, I haven't had any moments like that in Chrono Phantasma because it's a lot different. But uh Hazuma, I really like Hazuma. I, I couldn't like hate Hazuma because his character is like so good. His like his like actions are so like mysterious and stuff, and like so many things like happen and stuff. So I really like him personally. I think he's a really good villain. 
Mm-hmm. Probably one of my favorite villains of all time. What about you? What do you think of the boy Hajima? I would, I would, he's definitely not one of my favorite villains of all time, but I think really? he does, he's a good villain for the show. Um, yeah, I, he's, I don't feel like he stands out like a ton, but also just from watching the show, like he's, he's great for the show, but I feel like if I played the games, I might think he's a better villain than I you do now. Him. You would love but him. But just based on what we've watched on the TV show, he's fine. I liked him, but he's, he's nothing like stand out really. But I don't really feel like there's anything about the show that really stands out. But, you know, that that's my opinion. I would agree in saying, like, no, there's not many things that stand out. But what I will say uh, is that, like, it does a lot of things right. It kinda like, it's kind of like a lot of things are, like, 80, like the voice acting, uh, the story, the characters. It's all kind of like an 80 or a 90 or a 100. And it's just, like, it doesn't, like, stand out in, like, anything in that regard. It's just kind of all, like, neutral. Like, neutral really good. You know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Am I making sense? I don't think not, that made not sense. really. That's you know, nothing stand out, but they're all rated like an 80, 90, or 100. That would well, be standout. Well, to you, me. well, it's like you look at ReZero and it's like, oh, I really love the characters for this. The story's okay, but the characters are like really good or something. Or you look at, let's say, uh, let's say Oran High School Host Club and we like really, really mm-hmm. love the characters and stuff. And the story, there's not really a story, but like the characters are really like well done mm-hmm. and like, superb. But I feel like for this, like the characters, the story, the setting, and everything is just like really just well done. That nothing like truly stands out because it's called like all equal. You know? I, I definitely do not agree with that for the show, but okay. Okay. Well, whatever you say, it's my opinion. You're just wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you <laughs> want to say about Hazama or should we talk about the music? Well, why don't show? we why don't we mention some uh some of the side characters we, we liked? Uh some of the side characters, or maybe some of the side characters we hated. Uh, we'll go on and get the hated one out of the way because he has like one scene, and that would be Mister Carl Clover. Oh, I don't really hate him. I just don't. I just dislike him. So like his, I feel his bad for the Carl fan. His situation is really up. bad. Yeah, he literally shows up, and Ragnar's like, "Oh, are you a bounty hunter?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take you down." And then we just see this one scene of him just getting wrecked, and then he's gone. The rest of the show, that's it. He's just he appears more in the opening. he appears more in the opening than the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really, uh, I don't really dislike Carl. I mean, I don't really love Carl. I dislike him. He's probably my most disliked mm-hmm. character throughout, like the whole, the whole, all the characters in the game. Uh, I actually really feel bad for a situation which they don't really go into any detail on in this game. But uh, basically, like his his whole gimmick, the reason why he's here is he's trying to chase Ragnar to get the money. But he also has another objective, which mm-hmm. is to find his father. Can you guess who his father is? Oh, I know exactly who his father is, but I will not I, say it for spoilers. Okay, that, yeah, exactly. He's trying to find his father and stuff, and yeah. and uh, that that's basically like his whole gimmick of the sh- the thing. I just really just don't like his personality. I don't think it really mixes as well, personally, with yeah. anything. So uh, he's my most like le- least likely side character, but my most favorite side character. We gotta give it up to Tao Kaka. Whoa! Oh, so basically, Tao Kaka is a descendant of the Kaka clan. And basically what you didn't know, but they don't tell you in the game, is she's actually a race of bioweapon created from the genes of Jubei. Okay. That's talked about in the first game. You probably just forgot. But uh, yeah, basically like her whole clan was made. I remember there was like this one scene in the game where basically like Lychee and the elder of the Kaka clan were like talking and they were basically talking about like their findings. And basically mm-hmm. what they say is there can't be like more than a hundred of the Kaka at once. Like if one dies, another will come out. And they like, they don't, they reproduce like, not like through like obviously like sexual means, but like yeah. I think they just do it. They just like spawn. It just happens. Yeah. And there can never be more than a hundred and stuff. And they're basically like bio weapons and stuff. It's really weird. 
Uh, but it's really cool as well when you like go into it. But basically, Talcock herself, she's a bit of a child, but she's like super strong and stuff, and she's very lovable. You like if you were to get into this series, you would definitely love Talcock. Like one hundred. She never calls anyone by their name. Everybody has a nickname. Like Lychee is the booby lady because right, she's she, got big boobs. And Ragna is the nice guy because he because he yeah. fed her one time and yeah, stuff. He, he she was starving and he bought her food. Uh, yeah, like everybody just has a name, uh, which is just amusing to me. You know when he calls uh, Noel, she calls Noel. She calls her oh, lacking for... lady. Oh, because she doesn't have any boobs. Lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the lacking lady. How's it going? Lacking um, lady. Yeah, like she's always really upbeat. She's got a great voice act, like voice for her character as well. It's it's you. It's very much the comedic relief character who's slightly annoying, but it's not an annoying voice. Like, you know, I never get tired of hearing it like I would some other people. Um, yeah, like, she always wants food. Always uh, wants food. Always, always wants food. And she does not really, she it's really hard to, like, keep something on her mind. She's always like, oh, look at that. And she runs off to do it, you know, kind of yeah. like, has that, like, short attention span, it, it, you know. Yeah, like, in the show, there's child. one scene where Ragnar's been really beat up and Lychee's, Lychee's been looking after her. And she tells Tao to watch him and make sure he doesn't, like, take off his bandages or get up. And they come back and you see Ragnar's like standing up, like running around. It's like, Tao, I thought he told you to keep make sure he stayed down. Well, you see, Tao was doing that, but then he just like did it really quickly. So it's not Tao's fault. It's like, no, it's totally your fault. Like you're supposed to be stopping it. It doesn't matter that you did it quickly. Like it's very much like, all right. Um, but she yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's um, very fun as well. I think we should also mention our one of our other favorite side characters who we mentioned, uh Bang Shishigami. Yeah, he uh, has like one moment in the show. He has now. He has like a little bit of a like. Episode six was the episode where he basically bought Jin to Ikaraga like to heal yeah. because he basically mentioned like, "Oh hey, you may be like my big enemy because uh, he, he bang, wants bang, the honor of taking him out at full strength and because, not beating him while he's weak." Because Bang was like the one the subordinate of Lord Tenjo, who was like the mm-hmm. guy who Jin killed in the Ikaraga Civil War. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to beat you up if you're weak or anything, because that would be dishonorable. And I, I'm all about yeah. love and justice, and I'm all above honor, right? So like, yeah. he kind of like takes him, brings him around, and I actually really like that scene. Uh, that well, it was taking him around because it kind of showed mm-hmm. like more detail, like more like of like the citizens of like uh Ronin Guy, which is the place where they live in Kagusuchi. So I really like that a lot. That what they did, and uh, it was kind of sad that Bang didn't get much time in the show, but I can completely understand that as well uh but I, he's a really good character if you're gonna if you, he's really funny as well he has a lot of good like uh gags and other gags he's in as well like not his own gags but other gags he's really good and uh you'll, you'll probably love bang if you were to go into the game honestly any other characters you liked uh i was hoping i like makoto more than i did because like i said like the ton of the people but in the uh, show i feel like i didn't really get to like know her super well except she is noelle's friend who calls her noellers and uses coral puns like when things are getting crazy she's like this is just getting all nutters you know it's just like all right cool like she used nuts instead of like crazy or strange uh they but, actually uh, didn't play her character as well as they did in the in the games i'll, I'll be I feel like she's somebody yeah. that if i played the games i would like a lot more because one i like her weapon and i feel like she'd have a little bit better personality but here she's like very serious like come on noelle we gotta save you so so just oh, no, real, run away like, so real quick, um like, all right. This anime came out after Chrono Phantasma came out. Yeah. And in Chrono Phantasma, Chrono Phantasma was actually when uh Makoto started calling uh Noel Noellers. So I guess they oh, just okay. kinda I guess they kinda like, oh hey, look at Chrono Phantasma. She calls her Noellers. Let's just do that every single time she yeah. does that. In like continuum shift, she would call her Noel regularly. Yeah. Or like 
because there's also like scenes in the game where like they go back to like their academy days. Like there's a whole like little section that you click that is like academy days. And yeah. uh, that, basically the point of that thing was like how uh, Tsubaki and Noelle and Makoto became like good friends. But like when they did become friends, she never called her Noelle or she always just called her Noelle. So I don't yeah. know why. I guess it was just like a cute thing to do to like bring like yeah. They made like oh, this adds a little more personality to her. But the the the, the squirrel jokes was also not in the games as well. That was that was new that they did. <laughs> so I don't know why. And uh, they kind of played. I did her like that her code name was Bushy Tail, though. It's like this is Bushy Tail. It's like wow, I wonder who that is. <laughs> Like, so like her her angle was a little different as well. Like in the games, you kind of can't tell she's like a Sector Seven spy. Like it kind of it's kind of like implied because there's like one point where like Tager goes to like meet. Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you looked a little scared for a second. Uh, basically, uh, uh, basically, there's like a moment where you're Tager and you have to go meet their spy, and it's Makoto, right? But it's like, is she yeah. a spy or something? But in the anime, she's like, yeah, I'm a Sector Seven spy. She just outright says it, so it kind of like takes away that mystery factor. And her story is a little weird as well. I'll, 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 uh, I'll go into it when we talk more spoiler stuff because it's, it's, it kind of doesn't add anything to the story, but I kind of do want to talk about it still. Because it's weird. But uh, other than that, uh, any other favorite characters you have? Uh, no, not really from the show. Everybody else we saw either was just kind of, eh, or just kind I don't of really, came and went. I don't really like Subaki as much. She's kind of mad to me. Uh, but she's still, like, an overall good character. Uh, there's a uh, oh, number 13. Are, no, she was basically, like, so new 13 was basically this girl who also looks like Ragnar's sister, just like Noelle. And uh, she's very important. And then there's Lambda, who also looks like uh, Ragnar's sister. And that that's actually, I actually want to talk about that when we get to the, the ep- spoilers part. Because I actually really liked episode 8, which is basically the episode with Ragnar and Lambda. And I really like what they did because it kind of like pushed that thing of like the final fight with when he mm-hmm. was fighting Hazma. Because in the games, they didn't really push it, but I'll, I'll talk about it later. But uh, other than that, I guess that's all the characters. So I guess we can right. move on to the music. So the opening does one of my least favorite things, which doesn't affect my opinion on the show. It just makes me groan. Where they named the opening after the show, except they changed it this time to where they just swapped the words. So instead of being Blaze Blue, the opening theme is called Blue Blaze. Blue Blaze. sung by Phelan. Who is a popular J-pop singer. Yeah. I guess. I actually really like the opening. I actually think it's a a bop. I, I, think I, it's, I think it's like as mid as opening can get. I, I was not impressed. Like I, it's fine. I'm never gonna listen to it again. I was actually uh, listening to it a lot of my free time after I finished mm. the anime. I'm like, this is actually a really good song. I actually really like it. Mm, all right. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The first ending, which is through all the episodes, but the final one is called Reincarnation Blue. By Ira Yuki. I think I said that right. Well, that's right. There is a second ending thing. Crap. Did you you looked it up on your own? Jeez, I'm sorry. You're good. Yeah, I uh, the the first ending theme. Um, it was okay. Was it the best? Yeah. I kind of like the rotating thing where it like shows all the characters and mm-hmm. stuff. But but I'm kind of like I'm kind of like why are they showing the Imperator at the end? It doesn't really feel like it fits. And yeah, like they're showing like characters who don't show up to like the last episode. So when they show up, it's like oh, I should have known that because they were in the ending and I hadn't seen them yet. Oh, again, um, I think the I think because people who watch this anime should have played the games before beforehand. But you know, the the first ending theme was okay. It wasn't the best. So the the, the opening is better. Ending theme 
It's just on the final episode, and it's called Synonym by Phelan. Oh, so this was also sung by this person who did the opening, huh? Yep. Wow. It was fine. I don't it remember was, it. It's hard to really pay attention to it because they do the thing to where they're showing the credits and the endings playing where they have all the characters talking over. It's kind of like a wrap-up, kind of like a vlog for what they're doing. And they have a scene where it's like these two characters are talking and they're not on the screen, and then they show these other two characters and they're talking as well. So it's Mm -hmm. like the the music and then like two conversations happening at once, and it's just like, okay, whatever. Uh, it from what I can tell, it sounded fine, but it's it's kind of hard to listen to, and I don't care enough about it to look it up on YouTube to be like, hey. What does it actually sound like? But I mean, overall, the music and so, some of the, the tracks they took were from the game. I remember listening to it because I, I had the game in my mind and some of the tracks were from the game itself. So mm-hmm. credit credit where credit is due. They took some soundtracks instead of like making original ones, you know. So overall, music was all right. Opening is a banger for me. But other than that, everything else is OK. No, Condor. I don't I'm have any on the spot. Oh, OK, I'm ready. Throw if me. you if you had to have a Nox Nectoris or whatever the hell it's called, what would yours be? Which one? What you mean, like out of the ones I would have? The ones just that if are you can make in? your own, you could pick one of the existing ones, or you can just make up one. Uh, I don't, I don't know because it's, it's kind of, I kind of never really thought about it because it's like what makes a Nox Nectoris in the first place? That's it's still confusing. Like I could tell you what a Nox Nectoris is, but I can't tell you how how to make one. Right. I, if I were to, ch- I, I would have changed it to like which ones are the ones I would have would be, and honestly, you're, you're probably not gonna know this, but I'm like, I, I actually, uh, I have a list of them up here. The only ones I'm missing is the first one and the sixth one because I guess I haven't, they haven't talked about that in the game. But I'm gonna say my favorite is number five, which is actually Jubei. Jubei has a Noctorius. Okay. Probably didn't, probably didn't know that. But I basically his his is called a uh, Mucrosomnio Musashi, and basically what it can do is it can basically just cut through anything. It doesn't <laughs> right. sort of cut through anything, so I'm like, that's pretty cool. What about you, Falcon? Which uh, which what would you do for a Noctaurus? Uh, I would probably just take Jin, so that way that cool of a sword actually is not with just some guy who kind of sucks. Like I'm saving you from the the bad guy, and you you can just hang out with me. You know, we'd become best friends. Yeah, but I, would you really want to be have Yukiana sub? Because it kind of like the weapon itself has a will of its own, and it kind of manipulates the the the. That's kinda, fine. That, are you sure? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay. <laughs> are you saying you wouldn't have Carl's uh freaking Noxnictorus, which is Nirvana? That's a Noxnictorus. Who cares way. about Nirvana? Nobody. All right. Anyway. All right, Bang also Is it the nail or is it like the gloves it, it, fight it, with? It, it's the nail. It's the okay. it was once possessed by Tenjo. It is also known as the 55 inch nail. Yeah. That's on his back. Yep, it's a Noxnictorus. All righty. Anyway, right. it's time to talk about the favorite moments and least favorite moments of the show. All right, I got, I got, I got, I got. There will be it. probably spoilers here. Yes, so there will be. Spoilers. Just letting you all know if you don't want to hear it. Fast forward like 10, 15 minutes, and you can hear our ratings for the show. Yes, or just go. Like the last five minutes. Go. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. um, so, uh, uh, real quick. I actually want to talk about what I like what the anime does that the games doesn't do. I will mention overall the games are obviously the better choice because obviously at any moment when there's an anime of a game, the game is always going to be better because it's a source material, and obviously it has more time to do things that the anime won't because you know anime has like – only like certain times they can do things right. and the games can go into more detail as I've said so many times, but there are two things that I've liked that the anime did 
that the games didn't do. And that the the one thing I like is like uh, the first thing is uh, the thing that happens with uh, Ragna and Noel. They kind of like push. They kind of like push that together more. As you know, like I know you mentioned, like oh, he looks so familiar and stuff. And it's like, oh gosh. And I know you said you didn't like that, but I kind of like like what how they were doing, trying to make it like more closer and stuff. Because in the games, um, th- that angle wasn't really there, and it was kind of like weird that Ragna cared so much about about uh about her, even though there was that one moment where it's like, oh, you know, you remind me of my sister and stuff, and uh, in the games, but in the anime, it like happens a lot. Like there's the scenes where you know how uh. You remember how Ragnar was injured and Noel came to like run after mm-hmm. him? That wasn't in the game. That never happened. No. In like any of like the alternate scenarios and stuff. Because basically, let me let me just let me just to say this right now. Big spoiler. Uh this the first two games is just a giant time loop that happens over and over again. The first game is a giant time loop, but the second game is like all these like alternate possibilities that can happen and stuff. It's like really weird. That's why it's called the continuum shift and stuff. Cause it's like there's like these people, there's like these gods who are like looking down it's called the takamagahara system and they basically can like uh edit the way they want things to happen like you remember episode six when uh when Jin technically died by subaki and there's these gods are like yeah no we don't want that that's not that's not gonna happen uh, yeah. and they kinda, like go back in time that's basically the takamagahara system it's basically these like three people rewriting the way they want things to go and there's like all these different like Mm-hmm. alternative things which is like why i love the game so much because it's like oh all these things are happening over and over and stuff so it's like what's happening and stuff you know it was kind of confusing but i kind of liked it when you like understood what was happening and stuff and then uh, they kind of just outright say it in the anime too which i kind of didn't like because i remember it was the second episode it was that thing that was that scene where rachel was talking with hazama and i think rachel just mentioned it's a time it's like a time loop for like and i'm like oh why do they gotta ruin it I love it when, when like we figure it out ourselves or something, or like if Ragna figures it out. But uh I mean they made it fairly obvious because like the first episode starts with Ragna dying and then it's oh, yeah. coming back and trying to fight the person again. So it's kinda like, wait, okay. So they, they kinda made it very obvious, but also that's like the only thing the show actually explains. Like, oh, this is currently a time loop. He's gonna keep losing to this person if he keeps trying to fight him. Now now, hold on, hold hold on, hold your hat, my hold friend. On, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I, I I do I, since I knew this was a, a time travel like a, a time loop thing. Um, I I can agree with you. I kind of like did spoil it, but also for people who don't know what they it could do. What you know what they do sometimes is uh they show like a preview of like what happens later on in the show. Like mm-hmm. think of like the beginning of Persona Five for example, where mm-hmm. Joker gets like arrested, and then yeah. like you know, and then it like, kind of travels back. People could have mistook it for that as well, you know. Maybe I have no idea. I feel like that was a way to do it. They could have, but yeah, they, no, the show was not executed well at all. For you would you would know like that, that going into the show for the first time, you know, right? Or like when you played the games, because the games also started the same way with with mm-hmm. Ragnar dying to new and stuff. So it, it was really weird. But uh, basically, I'm sorry. Going back, I got into a little tangent. Uh, I really liked how they played like Ragnar and Noel closer. Like like the scene where Ragnar got injured, Noel wasn't there for that. The whole hot spring thing, which which by the way, I actually didn't like the hot spring scene at all. I thought it was fine. It really didn't feel needed, especially for as rushed as everything was. I would have rather them have like explained something more as opposed to just seeing Tal be like, you need to come to the hot spring because it'll heal everything. Yay, I, let's uh, go. I remember um, uh, seeing Tal. They Tal just the get high on catnip water and then fan service scene and then okay they pulled the plug and they drained it away it was so weird seeing tau in that bikini because it's like 
wait a minute, Tao has skin? Yeah. But like <laughs> super tan skin too. I was not expecting it to be that tan. I, I was after seeing that scene, I played the uh Chrono Fantas Chrono Phantasma, because obviously the character portraits are so the same. Her mm -hmm. they actually do show her legs, and they're they actually are that like that 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 color of that tone for her skin. And I'm yeah. like, I just I just always thought assumed it was part of her outfit. I never knew it was her skin. I don't know yeah, why. Like, not that I care that like it's that tan, it's just weird because she's always covered up. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's so like, weird. I would think if she's always covered up, like she would either have like her skin would just be black, like her face is that like kind of like weird black kind of like uh, Final Fantasy classic black mage look. I figured it'd all be like that, or it would just be like super pale because she's always like completely covered. So I was like, well, I was not expecting her to be tan. Uh, but yeah, it was it yeah. was just odd. I didn't I didn't like me. that, but I really liked like the the angle of like Noel and Ragna becoming a lot closer because the games didn't show that at all. Um, mm -hmm. so that was really good. Cool. Uh, because it actually added more like emotional impact to the end, even if it was even if maybe people didn't understand what was happening at most times. I feel like the emotional impact was really good. And then the second thing I really liked, I would say my favorite episode out of this whole uh series is probably episode eight. And I I know I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. But basically it was the one where uh new where Lambda uh basically uh teleports into uh teleports to Ragna or she teleports away from Kokonoe because of like I think Kokonoe accidentally like throws something at the button to teleport her away and stuff. And basically Ragna finds her and like they start to interact and stuff. And it's really cool. You remember the, the Tartar bug, right? No. The, the the bug that they tried to heal in the in the show. The bug. Do you not remember it? Thing. How do you not remember it? It was the thing with the epi it was like the thing with when Ragna and Lambda were like healing. It's like, oh, we have to find like the, the healing grass to heal it, or it's gonna die, and then it ends up dying anyway. It was so unimportant to me that I just do not remember it at all. Well, I actually wanted to tell you that that was actually a gag. That was actually the gag ending that they uh, they, they put into the show, but it was a little different. So it was the same with Lambda, right? But instead of Ragnar being there, it was actually Makoto. And basically it was like Makoto teaching her like the importance of life and everything and stuff. And, and like he they actually managed to save the Tartar bug. But then at the end of it, it's kind of sad, and it's kind of like, oh, Kokonori teleports her back and, like, wipes her memory of everything, and the tartar bug just kind of, like, falls into the chute and dies. So it's kind of like, I came here to laugh, not to feel. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you forgot. I really like that episode. This show did not keep my attention at all. I'm being completely honest. I was uh, not enjoying it at I, all I, any step I, of the way. I'm honestly not going to fault you for that. I'm not going to fault you for that at all. The only reason why this show, I kept my attention because I'm like, Oh, I want to see how it well did it did compare to the games, mm -hmm. but for you, you're only the only the limit to what you knew was two and a half episodes in, and everything else was new. And I completely yeah. and I don't blame you at all for that. I, I completely agree. It's hard for the attention to be kept mm -hmm. at any time, so I'm not going to be like, oh, but you missed out like all these important parts and stuff. Blah 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 blah. Like I usually would for some things, but like mm -hmm. I completely understand that like the attention is like really hard to keep. Um, Overall, like for the anime, um, if I had a note about the game or have I even played it, I probably would be like, what the hell is happening? Why am I watching this? And what the heck is going on? And I'm mm -hmm. sure you probably asked that like so many times, probably each episode, didn't you? Yeah. And I got to the point to where like by halfway through, I just really stopped caring because I was like, they're either going to explain it or they're not. I'll just wait and find out. Well, I you almost have any stopped watching it as of like probably episode nine or 10. I was like, I really just don't even care anymore. Damn. But I was like, I need to watch it. We've not, I've not like not finished a show on this podcast yet. And while I've not enjoyed this one, I that was like, I gotta, I gotta push through. I gotta, I gotta finish the show at least. 
because um, I never want anyone to be like, oh, he just liked the show, but he didn't even finish it, you know, kind of deal. Like I want they, they would hate have you my bases covered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like yeah, just there was so much, and even the first two episodes, they rushed through the first game so fast. That's something I really hated about the show. I I was honestly just already like at this point, like I would rather just stop and play the game. Like if this is the speed they're going, like. Mm, you know what I thought going into the show what it was gonna be like? Sorry, there's 12 episodes. Six is gonna be calamity trigger, six is gonna be continuum shift. Mm-hmm. That's how they're gonna do it. That was not how they did it. No, <laughs> not at all. Um yeah, I was texting a friend who I was uh, last night. He was like, What are you doing? I was like trying to finish the anime for the week, but really not feeling it. He's like, Oh, what are you watching? I was like, Oh, it's the anime they made for the Blaze Blue games. He's like, Oh, you played the first one of those years ago, right? I was like, Yeah. And he was like, it seemed interesting. Is the show good? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I almost, I was like, they, I was like, I was told ahead of time it took place for the first two games. Like, that's what it covered. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, the entirety of the first game is over in the first two episodes. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, it's just kind of Ragnar's here. This person's like, haha, we have to stop Ragnar. Then Ragnar's here. And he's like, are the fight scenes good? I was like, yes. But they're all over within like a minute and a half. And then it goes back to them just talking again. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, I get it because fighting games, the fights never take a really long time. So you don't want these like really long drawn out fights. Oh, I never like, really thought of it that way. Anime <laughs> about a fighting game is you can see these really cool fights between the characters that can get more cinematic than like a 2D fighting game. Which and the final like, fight, the final them? fight was, it was a bit. Yeah, but really besides good. that, it was, it was okay. kind of like. And, like the car- fight with Carl and Ragna. I don't like Carl, but it's like it starts off, you see like then like exchange a couple of hits and then it cuts away to talk to like Kokonoe and somebody. And then it cuts back and it's like slam Carl's in the ground fights over. It's just like, okay. Um, we don't like Carl. So it's not important. <laughs> and then like, there's the fight with Hazuma and Tager. We're like, it's like, Oh, Hazuma and Tager are going to fight. This is cool. And then it cuts away. And when you see it again, he's like, Oh, if you would have got here a few minutes sooner, you could have seen me beat this guy down. And it's like, I wanted to see him beat this guy down. Yeah, then we saw him beat Makoto and almost kill her. That was that was depressing. Yeah, that was so fast. Like Makoto's like, "Ha, I almost stuck you in the top with my head." And then it's like, "Ah, now you're bloody pulp and I'm hanging you by your leg." Like, what? Okay. Um, which was like a good moment to show how strong he was, but the fact we didn't really know how strong Makoto was, it doesn't really have the same effect. It's like, "Oh, he beat her down, but how do we know she wasn't just like the weakest person in the whole show?" Well, well, like we don't we don't have any basis for you, it. And I actually do have bases on it. Uh, Makoto's actually so they actually tell because the game. Oh my god, I, I hate to always like go back to the game because the game is a hundred percent better than the anime. But basically, the reason why Makoto got in, into the academy is because of her beast kidness, and basically because beast kids are like extra strong. So she got in because she's like her extra strength she got because of her race, and that's why. Right. Like I think she had like mediocre test scores, but she only got in. Because she's really strong, super strong. So she is yeah. really strong. But Hazuma, uh, I, I'm just gonna say it. I'm, I'm sorry. I know you wanted to keep it a secret. But I'm gonna tell you, uh, Hazuma is actually also one of the six heroes as well. I kind of had a feeling he was one of them. So he's uh, kind of like. Super I was strong like, I don't know for a fact, but I felt like it was a very. I'm not. Bad I'm not gonna tell. You, I'm not gonna tell you anymore. But I had to tell you that he was at least one of the six yeah. heroes as well and stuff. And basically, like shit goes down because of him, and he's like super strong, obviously, because he's yeah. like the big boss. And he, as you could probably tell, he's also the creator of the Blaze Blue. Yeah. So it's like okay, he doesn't really matter. So he's like he he obviously does like all these different things, you yeah. know. 
basically Hazuma's whole stick in like the games, uh, I'm sorry, the anime I should say, is he wants to take down the Takamagahara system and take out the master unit, which is Amaterasu, which is like inside of the boundary and stuff. You probably don't under you didn't get that, but I get that because I no. played the games and stuff. But basically, that's that's his big well, I mean, goal. He says at the end, like I'm coming for you, Amaterasu or whatever. But like besides that, you're just like, all right, cool. And basically. Uh, basically, Noelle is actually a, a robot as well. She's actually kind of like a failed specimen, but like somehow she's in this this timeline and stuff, and it's really weird. So basically, uh, he basically Bolvar her Noctuarius is also a limiter, which helps her like limit like what she knows. And basically, when it breaks, she like remembers everything. So like uh, Hazuma smelts her in like the the cauldron to turn her into Mu Twelve, which is like this really strong guy who really strong like robot. And basically, the purpose of it. Also, aka Kusanagi is basically your purpose is basically to destroy the master unit in the the, the boundary and stuff. But mm -hmm. Ragna thankfully uh, stops that from happening. But you know that's basically all all of uh, Hazuma's think he wants to just destroy the master unit. He wants the world to just stop repeating itself. He wants to, the chaos to come. But I guess chaos is supposed to come. I have no idea. I'm still playing Chrono Phantasma, and apparently they're talking about so it crosses the, over with the day of adventure one the day of ruin. I have no idea. I'm still confused about it. But uh. <laughs> chaos it's like the story isn't like the best in this game but like i i when you like figure things out it's like oh so that's what's happening and it's really cool like but i said I, they had to have two visual novels to set up the prologue to what actually the frick happened in the in the series I, I, uh, it's like it's like so here's here's so it's like i keep saying it's it's like oh my god I kind of like the show almost the same as I kind of like Ruby, whereas the story is not good, but I really love the characters. I love when they interact with each other. So does that mean if I'm going to read Bloody Blue fan fiction? Maybe, but I have no idea. <laughs> Are you ready to read the Tal Noel fan fiction? Oh, you know it. Oh, I, oh I'm going to be all on top of that. You, you know me, Rachel and Platinum all the way. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh but uh i mean overall uh anime was kind of really mid and if i wasn't a fan of blaze blue i'd probably hate this anime but because i like blaze blue I, i'm like oh this is just another possibility that could happen in the continuum shift and that's how i yeah. like look at it for like the longest time i think that's why it's called alter memory is because it's like hey it's blaze blue but not quite like you remember it's like exactly. alternate blaze blue little different things are happening and stuff yeah. blah 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 and uh you know that's kind of like it uh, I don't really. We've kind of like mentioned a lot of moments already. Basically, mm -hmm. Ragna saves. Oh, there is one thing I do want to mention that you probably forgot. Uh, you know Hakuman, right? Do you know who Hakuman oh, is? Now he's supposed to be like super strong and barely shows up. Yeah, I really hated that, but he he does show up more in the games, obviously. But you know, you know who he is, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, you do. I think so. Okay, it's it's like really hard. It's like really weird how they explain it it's one of the things i'm confused about and then I, and then i want to tell you about makoto's story in like the games and then we, we can move on to our ratings i actually do want to mention okay. this because her story doesn't really add anything to like the overall thing but because she was basically a dlc character so like it's it kind of felt like forced yeah basically she ends up going to an alternate world where noelle doesn't exist and ba it, it's really okay. weird it, it's so weird because she's like she's like there's like the point where she meets up with tager right and she like mm -hmm. gives the passcode, but that's not the actual passcode. She's like, I'm so confused. And she's like, Do you know Noel? And then like everyone starts freaking out when she says Noel because she meets up with Hazuma, and Hazuma's like, How do you know that name and stuff? And it's just really weird. And then she like meets up with Relius and like they talk more and stuff, and it's like really dark and weird. And oh my god, it's it's just 
It's, it, but it doesn't really add anything to the story. It kind of the only thing it really does is it like reaffirms Makoto's resolve for the love for her mm-hmm. friends, which we already know she like really loves like deeply and stuff. And that's kind of like it. That, that's really it. It's it's it, it was nice, but it's not like needed. Everyone else's story is really nice as mm-hmm. well. So I guess we should move on to our ratings then. I guess you would like me to go first. Uh, whichever order you want to. All right, my friend. So basically, uh, would I recommend this for a first-time anime watcher? Ha <laughs> ha. No, I would not recommend this for a first-time anime watcher at all. I would recommend, hey, you want to get into Blaze Blue? Play the first game. In fact, play the second game. Because the second game, if you play the extended version, it has a it has basically like uh a call a thing called Calamity Trigger Reconstruction, which basically just put plays basically does the whole anime. It basically does the whole first game in like a short segment with like a few fights. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but uh I actually did like the animation for this. The animation was really good. And I will say the voice acting was also really good because the voice acting for Blaze Blue was super good. So that was very enjoyable as well. But as fucking has mentioned, the fights were really short. And that was actually something I was like really looking forward to going into this. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do like some of the really fights, like really coolly done. It's gonna be super good. And like some of them are like super short. Like the one with Jin and Ragna in the beginning was like really bad and it short. It was like 15 seconds. It was like, okay, we're done. It was I like, was like, they fight more in the opening than the freaking anime, mm. and that's sad. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking, if you're a Blaze Blue fan and you're like looking for like cool f- fights or stuff, don't be super excited. But I would still say if you're a Blaze Blue fan, give this anime a watch because it's like it's just a nice thing for the fans to 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 uh, to like get into, in my opinion. Uh, so overall animation was good. Uh, dubbing was good. I'm not sure about the sub. I will know about the sub when I go to the fourth game though. Cause there's no damn dub for the fourth game, which really pisses me off. Cause I really like the dub actors like very, very much. And it, it kind of like makes the game for me a lot, but, uh, I'd probably give this a five out of 10. I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to be a little nice on it because I mean, it's still an anime that's like has a decent story if you can understand it, and I really like the characters, and uh, I, I really feel like can't I feel like giving it half like five out of ten is probably the best I can give it in my opinion. I feel like this is the first time I've given something a five. <laughs> uh, didn't you give Made in Abyss like a five, or did you give that a six? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember we both were pretty low. I think I gave that one a four, and I think that was the lowest score we've had so far. Uh, and you you were higher than me, but for some reason I was thinking you gave it a five. I think you were just kind of like it, it's what it is. Didn't I give Air Gear like a two or a three? I don't even remember. You might have actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, you really yeah. did not. I don't like Air Gear. Air Gear. No, I don't like Air um, Gear. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I guess my turn. Uh, yeah, definitely not a first time anime fan watcher. Heck uh, no. And I don't recommend really for anybody else because I genuinely don't know who this anime was made for i feel like if you're a fan of the show you might get some enjoyment out of it but it's so like it's different enough that i'm not sure you will i feel like they would have done better if they just had like an anime and it was literally like this episode is like a 10 minute episode of these two characters fighting like i feel like it would have done better if it was a show like that to where they just had like some very bare bones story or like did one of the characters like arcade modes so it would just be like, oh, you're following Ragnar in his arcade mode, and you just see him fighting all the different people. Um, the animation and the voice acting are really the only two things I thought were good about this show. Um, so I can't say that it's like the worst show ever made or uh, anything. But uh, yeah, I feel like 
that's my biggest thing is like they didn't explain enough of the story for a person who's not familiar with the story to really enjoy it because if they it would have been fine if they kept the story vague like they did if they had the cooler fight scenes like i don't really know what's going on but there's a lot of really cool fights i'm enjoying watching but then the fight scenes are so short and few and far between that it's very much just kind of almost non-existent in a show based on a fighting game um you had your fun moments with tal who is in there more than i thought she would be i'm happy Um, about that yeah a lot of the other characters, like I said, that feel almost more like cameos just because like, oh, well, they were in the first two games. We need to have them somewhere. Like Carl, they very much didn't know what to do with Carl. So, oh, we'll just throw him in there. So he's in the show. Ron will get, get through with him really quickly and then he's done. Uh, we'll put him in the openings and endings. Bang was somewhat important and the fact that he just pretty much takes Jin to get help and then he's out. Um, Lychee yeah, was like really just there to heal up Ragna and introduce but- Tao. Um, yeah, like, then she became the bad guy. Yeah. Um, Arakune was also just kind of there because, like, they needed motivation for Lychee to be a bad guy. Um, but yeah, it, it very much just kind of, to me, was just very boring. I, the, I almost the whole just thing with Lychee Arachne is a, lot more, is a lot more better in the games than it is the anime. But I can get that, impre- yeah. I can understand that impression you got from the anime just because of yeah. that. Like genuinely, if you're coming in from this not knowing anything about the show or don't watch it. or not Do the show, I mean the games. Yeah, if if you're going in here without knowing anything about the games, you're not going to have a good time. If you know about the games, you might have a good time, and that's why I say like I feel like they really didn't know an audience because if like it wasn't, I feel like usually if you're making a video game adaptation, you're making it to get more people interested in the games, and they did a terrible job at it. Um, I, but then I also feel like if you're making it from the perspective of just like the fans are going to love it. I feel like you focus on all the wrong things to get the fans to love it. And I just think overall, it's just a bad show. The voice acting's good. It's pretty, but overall I'm giving it like a three. I really just don't feel like the majority of people are going to like this show. It's not like really crappily made, but it's not enjoyable in the least. So like three points because the animation was good and the voice acting was great. But otherwise, like, it's just, it's a show. It existed. I'll probably forget about it soon. I would rather just play the games again definitely in the future play if the I want to experience the story. I would agree with all your points, except for the fact where I would say this was definitely made for the fans. and Because you said you don't know who it's what it's made for. I would say it's made for the fans because I, I got a lot more enjoyment out of it because I knew, like, the characters. I knew what was happening and stuff. But I could definitely, well, well, well I, had to know, well, I knew I had that bias going into it. I also tried to look mm-hmm. at it as, like, way of, like, what if this was my first time watching it? Right. My first time. And I'm like, I would have no idea what the heck is going on, and I wouldn't enjoy it at all. So yeah, I, I was kind of hoping to like, get that reaction from you when I ro- chose this as a choice for us to watch, and I, mm-hmm. I, I guess I was, I was, fig- I figured I would be right because I saw a lot of reviews, and a lot of reviews basically said the same thing as you. It's kind of really lackluster, and it's really bad. So, and, and I mean, I looked up some reviews because, like, I'm not like a fan of the series, but I enjoyed the first game when I played it. And at one part, I was like, "Is that even happening?" And I was looking through some reviews, and there were some fans of the show who very much said like. I don't enjoy this because this isn't what I would have wanted out of a show of the, of the series. So that I feel like it's very hit or miss. Some fans are going to like the adaptation, but I feel like even if you're a fan, it's very hit or miss. If you're going to like it, it's very much. That's a good conclusion. I'd say, yeah, basically it was made for fans, but it's pretty hit or miss for the fans. Regardless. I enjoyed it to a degree, but uh, maybe I'm just biased because I'm playing through the games. Mm -hmm. If I were to watch it again, I probably would have a better opinion, but. I'd say five out of ten. 
Yeah, that's that's why I'm like three because even like throughout the recording, you're like, oh, I liked this because in the game, it's like, yeah, because of the games, you liked this part of it. If you hadn't yeah, played the exactly. games, you would not have, which is fine. <laughs> You've played the games and you liked it because you had that understanding. That's not knocking it at all or like saying anything's invalid just very much like the amount of times you've said that it's very much like yeah because you are on like game three or four because you know like, i had like i had like understanding of a lot of the scenes uh-huh. that were happening so it's kind of like okay but like if you didn't i'd be like okay right. well, look at all these terms that people don't know mm-hmm. about and it's really confusing to yeah. the people all right anyway all right. that has been our review of blaze blue alter memory this was certainly not a Bird Brothers banger. Not a certified not a Bird, Bird Brothers, Brothers banger. It was not a, a Bird, Bird Brothers, Brothers to it was, bust. It was a Bird Brothers bust. There we go. Yeah, the Bird Brothers bust. All Blade right. Blue, the Bird Brothers bust. It's a Bird Brothers bust. I really need to see about commissioning someone to get art of that so we can throw on the screen. Uh, but I've been lazy. Also, I, I just spent like too much money on a custom D&D manager for my character. So, you know, it might it'll, it'll be a bit... Uh, hey, if you find an artist, I'll throw the money your way, my friend. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, but yes, uh, so we, we're doing a little different. We normally alternate weeks, uh, and I am picking next week's show. Um, but Condor has a pick that will be finished, not the next week on okay. his normal week, but the week after. So I'm doing two picks in a row. So if you are an anime crazy. fan, if you're an anime fan, and you watch anime seasonally, you will know mm-hmm. that my dress up, dress up darling is probably the hottest show of last season because the new season is starting at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually want to watch it dubbed when I watch it because the girl, uh, the main girl is voiced by Emily, who I really love her, like uh, her like singles that she does, like the covers mm-hmm. and the animes of every, like, all the covers of anime songs that she does. I really like it. And uh, a new episode for the dub comes out Saturday at 1230 PM. Right. So that means today the 11th episode is coming out. Which means next week would be twelve, uh, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. I think I got that confused. No, wait. What? When I, I actually. Does so eleven come out today? Eleven should come out today. That means. That means next Saturday would be twelve. Okay, maybe I got that confused. But if you want, whatever. No, no, whatever. We'll still do it. We'll still do it the way I said, just to be on okay. the safe side. So you're gonna get. So because of that, and because I want to make sure that the week we watch it is good. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm giving Falcon uh, two choices in a row, and then I'm not getting two choices in a row after that. We're going to just alternate. You can have two choices in a row. I'm cool with that. Keep it even. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll We'll we'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, but what are we watching for next week on Uh, the Bird Brothers podcast? This show is going to either probably be 50-50 banger or bust. I feel like it's only going one of two ways. Uh, I thought it sounded really weird and kind of bad, but after doing some research into it, it apparently won, like, Manga Awards. There were like several of them when it came out uh, back in the day. It's apparently been out for a while. It has like two live uh, action adaptations in Japan. The first one was the second highest grossing uh, Japanese box office like the week it came out. Um, and now Netflix has done an anime of it. Uh, so we're going to be watching Therme Roma Nova, uh, which is a show about a ancient Roman architect, I guess, who is tasked by emperor caesar to make him the grandest bathhouse he has seen and he gets time traveled into modern day japan where he is amazed by their uh advancements in uh plumbing and bath technology uh so it could be interesting it could be absolutely terrible we have no clue 
but uh, that is what we are watching for next I week. Saw, well, when I saw the trailer, I thought it was pretty funny. So I think it might be. Yeah, I watched the trailer. I was like, okay, I kind of want to watch this. Like, this could be really cool. Um, but anyway, if you want to keep up to date with all news on the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at BirdBroPod. We post things there, updates uh, if we're going to have to miss a week when new episodes are up and the occasional just fun tweet. Or you can chat with us all the time, like we've already mentioned, in our Discord. That link is back up on the screen or Discord's in the episode pog. and show descriptions on YouTube. The Discord's pretty pog. Service. Pretty pog. We have a lot of fun. You should we join. Do. Just saying. Yes, also, please. if you did manage to watch through this whole video on YouTube, uh, when it comes out in the year 2000, not 2600, uh, in the year 6000. Uh, well, you know, you can uh, hit that like and subscribe button and uh, you'll be like, man, I'm glad I'm following these two great looking guys. They talked about a, a, a bust of a show, but hey, it's cool. Look at them. Just look at, just look at them. Condor pulls off that pink. Falcon's got the stash. It's really great. Um, but yeah. Anyway, oh, this has yeah. been our episode on Blaze Blue Alter Memory. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us talk about the show uh, and we will see you next week for Bath Fun Times, hopefully. Until then, Bird Brothers are out. Coo-coo!